This is WFO Radio. Okay, we are now joined by uh, the winning crew chief, and that's Ben Bayshore. Ben, uh, obviously a uh, pretty eventful finish there. Um, take us through what was, you, what was going through your mind in those closing laps, please. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, you guys probably over here, we had a, a transmission issue where the, the transmission was stuck in fourth gear. So we, we had a hard time getting on off pit road, hard time doing restarts. Um, we just decided to pit with uh, one lap to go, take the penalty on the, on the final restart there and get as much gas in as we can and, and hope it went green and, and it sort of fell in, into our favor there with it, with it going green and us able to save enough just to uh, you know, have enough to actually push the guys in front of us out of gas and then, uh, and then have just enough to, to make to the checkers. Okay, well, uh, if you have a question for Ben, uh, please raise your hand and we'll get you a mic. We'll start up here to Jim and go to Kyle. Jim Utter, motorsport.com. Congratulations. Uh, first, um, the type of issue that you guys experience, would that typically be one that would pretty much end your day or is it, is it usually one recoverable from? Um, it, it depends on something like that. Sometimes you can you can get a pry bar in there, knock the linkages loose. You know, if if there's a tire carcass or debris that got on top of the linkages and got them crossed up, uh, you know, something like that is fixable. Uh, we didn't find anything like that, so um, you know, it's, we're assuming it's probably internal. Uh, generally, it's a compounding issue. If, if you have a problem like that, there's something also break loose in the transmission and then it'll just completely break or you'll burn the clutch up trying to get it on off pit road so it's i guess we're fortunate it happened late enough in the race that we had just enough clutch to to finish the race and uh also kyle prior to all that happening had spoke and, and said again after the race that he thought he had another really very fast car this weekend do you guys feel like you've been making a lot of progress lately yeah i i mean anytime you go to pocono with kyle bush you, you, you got a shot. He's so good here, um, and his results show it. So, um, you know, we felt like we had a good car uh, yesterday coming home second there. Um, we had to take a little bit more of a, a strategy play to get there. So we were on a tire deficit. We felt like on equal tires we, we could hang with the best cars. Um, you know, obviously with the fives troubles, that, that sort of hampered their speed. So, you know, we were right there, um, you know, just these races – the, the way they play out and the cautions come, you know, it's anybody's race. But we, we felt like we had really good speed, and, and the, the team did a great job preparing the car. Kyle Magda, Rowdy Mag, Light Racing Media. Ben, can you talk a little bit about your progression as a cup crew chief uh, now being with Kyle every week and when you were on the interim with him here four years ago? Yeah, it's been, you know, it's been a – we started off slow this year, and, and we've, we've really sort of – I felt like we're hitting a stride here where we're gaining on points. You know, we had some issues early in the year. We were back in 14th in points, and, and we've had a, a steady progression. Um, you know, the, the 550 tracks seem to be our strength right now. Um, you know, we haven't had race-winning speed at the 550s, but we've had top-five speed. We're just missing that little bit to, to, to honestly be able to run with the Hendrick cars. So I, I think we're getting there. Um, we got some work to do on the 750-type stuff and the, and the road courses, but, you know, it's we're close. We just need that extra few percent to, to be able to compete for wins week in and week out. But the, the, the team and everybody 
has really gelled, and I think this this type of event really showed it, like how, how the team had to dig down deep, overcome problems, solve the problem that we were underneath, and, and make the best out of today's situation. And, you know, it's, it was a real testament to, to the team. Do we have oh, right up here? Man, Shane Nectar from WBGR Sports. What did you tell Kyle when the, um, the transmission problem happened to try to keep his mind from delving onto the transmission issue? Yeah, um, I didn't tell him much. I mean, he, he's been a race car driver for a long time, so it's, that's one of the advantages of having Kyle is he's experienced. He's probably had that problem before. He probably knows how to you know, work the clutch to, to get it on and off pit road, what we got to do to get down pit road. Um, you know, I... Probably wasn't something that he did, you know, like you have a rookie get get the gears crossed up. Um, so it's, you know, he he did a good job keeping his head, uh, staying with the program, and, and listening to us on on what kind of lap times we needed to run to save fuel at the end, and you know, just make the best out of the day. And, and fortunately, the we didn't catch a caution, and, and we're able to make it to the end there. All right, go to Chris Knight. ChrisKnightKitchens.com. Uh, ben, there was some discussion that maybe you guys were the least competitive of the JGR bunch about a month or so ago, and now you guys seem, seem to be have overstepped and become the front runner for the JGR organization. What has really transpired over that past, you know, four to six race stretch that has put you guys above the top? Um, I don't, I don't know if you could put your finger on one thing. I, I think we're we're just doing a better job as a team, um, figuring out what Kyle needs and and the ever progression of this sport you know it, it moves fast the setups everything progresses fast you know even over sort of in a I don't know call it a lame duck season with this car you know guys are still working hard and making gains um, so you, you just got to keep pounding away week in and week out to to get that stuff going and and you know we've luckily on these 550s we've we've sort of hit on a, a package that Kyle seems to like and is comfortable with and and we can you know at least go out there and compete uh, it's a little bit of a wild card, but I think it's a wild card for everybody. You know, it's a it's a long road course. Uh, I, I was there the last couple of years with Xfinity. You know, it tends to rain there, so I, I think anything can happen there. There's lots of sand traps. You know, it's not like a, a Watkins Glen where it's sort of a clean road course. There, there's a good chance somebody's going to get fenders knocked in or knocked in the grass. It's narrow. It's tight. There's blind corners. Uh, it's hard on brakes. You know, it's, it's a rolling four-mile road course. So it, it, it'll be a, a fun challenge for sure. Up here, Scott Walsh from the uh, Scranton Times Tribune. Is, is it kind of in a weird way the transmission almost won you the race, the issue you had because <laughs> it allowed you to come back in and get a little more gas, and 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 that's what you needed at the end there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, with us having that problem, that forced us to pit with one to go um, and, and take our penalty because we can't, you know, with only fourth gear, the guys were going to leave us on the restarts anyhow. So we we just thought that was our best play. Um, now, uh, we had a fast car before that, so, um, y you know, but a fast car burns a lot of fuel uh, when it's out front. So I, I don't know if we could have made it on fuel mileage. We'd have probably been one of the cars that would have been stopping, to be honest. Um, so, it, yeah, it, in, in a weird way, it did win us the race. But uh, I was proud of the team for, for the speed that we had in the car, too. I, I, I think we could have competed either way. All right, we'll head back here. Uh, Keith Crawler from the Allentown Morning Call. Just your thoughts on pulling this off, a second and a first, doubleheader, back-to-back days. As a crew chief, this has got to be, you know, a, a 
very significant weekend for you and one that you're never going to forget because, it, and especially here at Pocono. Could you put it into words yeah. what it's like to pull this off? Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty special. This is, I'll call this my home track. I grew up 100 miles from here. Uh, yesterday was my grandma's birthday. She was in the grandstands. Uh, she just turned 91. So, yeah, to have family up here uh, yesterday and, and uh, come out today with a win and, and, you know, really just solid performance from the team is, is what I'm most proud of. You know, it's just the guys keep chipping away and putting good cars together, and uh, we'll just keep, keep heading, heading forward. All right, we'll head to Bob Hawkers. Chris Fox Sports, if this been asked, I apologize. But with the first and second, do you feel like you've made gains on Hendrick? Um, you know, when we go to Michigan, I'll probably tell you then. Uh, Pocono is so unique um, with three corners, and, and Kyle is so good here. Um, you know, he's, he probably equalizes maybe some of our car deficiencies here w with his talent, um, just being 100% honest. You know, he's, uh, I, I don't know how many races he's won in the last four years or at least been competitive. Um, you know, it's, he's really good here. Um, I, you know, we, we feel like we're chipping away at him. Um, you know, it's those, those Vegas, Kansas, Texas races deep in the playoffs, those are going to be the telltale sign of, of how far we've come. And, like, over the last 10 or 15 laps, are you thinking – Okay, I know those guys are going too fast. They're gonna they're gonna have to pit. I mean, were you maybe quietly confident? Um, I, I was never confident. Uh, <laughs> I knew we were in a better position than they were, and we had done a better job throughout the run of saving. Um, so I knew I knew we could get to a spot where we had enough, and then we could push and force their hand uh, where they would have to either let us buy and save more fuel or run them out of gas. So we sort of had the upper hand by, by having the penalty and coming a lap later, and then Kyle saving early and often, um, put enough in the bank for us to be able to run hard there at the end and attack. All right, do we have any additional questions for Ben? Oh, back here. Uh, who jumped in the car and, and pounded on the? <laughs> uh, that was our car chief, Nate. Um, you know, we we sort of came up with a plan. We had um, our interior mechanic. We had a similar issue uh, a year ago on a transmission that that he was a part of. So he he knew what they, it took to fix that problem. This turned out to be a different problem. But yeah, our car chief jumped in there. Um, you know, it's you never know what problems you're gonna have to address in, in these long races. So uh, yeah, he's a 20-year veteran. You know, he's he's a, a very skilled mechanic. So it, he was the best guy for the job. <laughs> Bellows. All right. Any additional questions? All right, Ben. Well, thank you so much for taking some time right. with us. Congratulations on the victory. All right. Well, we're going to get started here. Uh, we are now joined by our race winner, Kyle Bush, driver of the number 18 M&M's Minis Toyota. Also, the... Uh, Joe Gibbs Racing Vice Chairman and COO, Coy Gibbs. Um, we will get right into questions here for the two of them. Uh, please raise your hand, and we will get started back here with Kyle. Kyle Mag, the Rowdy Mag Light Racing Media. I have one for Kyle and one for Coy. First for Kyle, um, can you talk a little bit about that four-car pack you were in? Um, did, did you know how much fuel you were saving? And, um, you know, did the draft help a lot with you with, uh, with trying to make it to the end there like you did? 
right before you, you ran out of the start finish line. Yeah, so um, we were yeah we were in that pack, and I was kind of a little bit farther behind of it than I wanted to be. I thought we were too far back, and so I tried to close in uh, once, and then those guys stretched it back out, and then I fell off, and then tried to close it back in again, and then that time I was able to kind of stay closer, stay more attached, and felt like I was doing a good job saving fuel while doing all of that. Felt like I did a better job saving fuel when I got closer to them because um, as much as they were rolling out of the gas, then I was rolling out of the gas down the straightaways, and we were all saving. And if we were, you know, laps ahead of them on fuel, then we were going to be, um, we were either A, going to be able to be let go earlier than them and race it out to the finish, or we were just going to be, um, you know, more beneficial to being in the draft, being back in the draft. And for Coy, uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, uh, your son Ty, his progression um, so far, uh, you know, with how much success he's already had in the Xfinity Series and also in the Arca Series as well? Yeah, I'd like to – it's probably the good genes he has that we handed down. No, we, I was a terrible driver. Kyle can testify to that. You were actually young when I was coming up. You just came in. I was 16, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they actually banned you. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad uh, you remember that. No, it's been – it's been good. I mean, you don't know how good anyone is until you stick them up in there. And, and um, we probably would have changed what we're doing, what he's racing this year, if we knew he could run that good. So it's been it's been a pleasant surprise. We're, I'm obviously happy for him, uh, proud as his father, and, and it's, it's fun to watch him grow. Head up here. Kyle, Shane Hector from WBGR Sports. Um, during the course of the race and with the transmission um, issue, what during is a time during the race had made you regain the confidence uh, to come back and is and make the win? Um, I, you know, you d you don't ever really know. Um, but when we left pit road, that was that was it. Like the clutch was gone. There was no more. Um, so I wasn't sure that I'd be able to make it down pit road again and be able to leave uh, with just my guys behind me pushing me. You know, uh, even when I left that last time, it was smoking. I don't know what was smoking, but probably the clutch because the clutch was fried, um, was was smoking. But um, fortunately, we were just able to get back around and get the uh, get the restart timed right, and then just kind of start picking them off. And, and we knew we were going to be close. We came down that last time to top off um, to put us within a lap, lap and a half of being able to make it to the end. And I think I've been in that same situation here a few years ago, and we ran out of gas uh, on the last lap coming out of turn two, and and we we weren't able to win. So it was a little bit of uh, I guess vindication um, that that we came back from that one to be able to win this one. So um, just kept fighting through it, you know. I mean, when you're in all of those different positions and situations, you have no clue what's going on around you. Uh, the crew chief can kind of tell the story and the spotter can tell the story, and they were, and I was asking them to tell me the story, um, you know, because at first they were like, you know, the, it's just you and the 23 that's going to be able to make it. And then all of a sudden, uh, well, now the 11 is going to try to make it. Now the 5 is going to try to make it. Well, well now the 1 is going to try to make it. And it's like, guys, like, come on, give me the facts here. Give me the story, right? And now the 24 is going to try to make it. So uh, a lot of guys were stretching it and trying to see if they could make it. But this place is just so big around. And with this aero package being so draggy, you, you can't really lift early getting into the corners and save fuel. It's very, very hard to do. Um, so we were just fortunate enough to be in that right position, being in the uh, fourth spot of that draft. Right. Dustin? Dustin AlbinoJSki.com. Kyle, had you ever had a previous instance where you're stuck in fourth gear ever? Not that I can recall. Mm -mm. No. Not at all. No. And then you were caught singing on the radio a couple times today. What's your karaoke song of choice? Huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Be careful. Huh? 
It's, um, well, it, it fits well with uh, what's on my chest here. Um, Slim Shady. <laughs> All right, we'll head to Zach. Zach Stern, yellow front stretch. Uh, Kyle, how badly did you, do you feel like you guys needed this weekend? Obviously, it's been a good stretch here, four top fives now in your last five races. But um, So it's not like you've been out to lunch. But to end the Hendrick domination uh, and for you yourself uh, to go second yesterday, first today, um, what, what does it say about where you and your team are at right now? Well, this is a really, really good place for us. We've been fortunate to be fast here since probably 2014, 15 time frame. Um, and we've carried that on through to today. So we have a really good baseline package of what we know how to work off of. Um, and as the aero packages change, the tires change, all that stuff sort of changes. You have to change a little bit as well too. But um, our guys do a really good job of, of coming here with really fast stuff. And so we were, same thing this weekend. We were fast. Um, the, the Hendrick cars were still faster yesterday for sure through the corners. Never really ran with them, raced with them much today. I guess I did the 24 there for a little bit when I was stuck behind a three. He couldn't pass me either. You know, so, I mean, I guess, again, today we were pretty quick. But um, overall, just, you know, this is a, a good place for us. So we like coming here and having good runs. Last week was not so good for us. So that was, um, we did have that flat tire that knocked us all the way back. But still, I don't, I don't think we were going to finish much better than 12-ish. Anyway. And then on Friday, I saw that uh, you, uh, Brexton, uh, went down to Snyderville Raceway over here, uh, the local dirt track. Um, what was it like being, just being able to, you know, on the road, still find a local dirt track where you can get out and spend some time with him? Yeah, no, it was fun. Uh, Friday night, we went over to Snydersville, and uh, we, well, back up. Um, we, he didn't have any racing this weekend, so we were like, let's find him more racing, I guess. Um, that, was a, that was a dad thing. Pulled some strings with mom. Um, but uh, called Hirschman, and Tony Hirschman's from around here, and asked him about calling around and seeing what tracks were available and if there was a car available. So he, he did that with the promoter at Snydersville, and that guy helped us out, find a car. Fortunately, we got that guy to have – he still had his car because he was about – he was ready to sell it, and he thought he had it sold last week. Um, but fortunately, we still had it this week. So we went over, got fitted, got him ready to go, finished second in his race Friday, and then finished second twice again yesterday. And um, – and, and so I finished second twice yesterday, and so the bushes came up here with um, a lot of seconds. And so we did not want to leave today with another second, so fortunately it, it worked out for us. All right, we'll head to Bob Pockers. Uh, Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. Is there any part of you that enjoys the challenge of field mileage racing? Uh, yes and no. Um, it's stressful, that's for sure. Like, you just don't know. I mean, there's so many variables and there's so many unknowns, and you know, some of the guys, like even me, like as we're going down the front straightaway, I'm like, damn, I wish I could clutch it. I didn't have one, you know. So um, I probably could have done a better job saving fuel, but I was just lifting off the gas and the thing sitting here going, Wah! you know, instead of being able to clutch it. So um, that was, that was, um, yeah, I mean, just that's how fuel mileage races are, you know. They're, it's fun at, to a point, especially when you come out on top of it and you do it right. That makes you feel good. Uh, there was one other fuel mileage race last year, yeah. Um, Texas, that's how we won at Texas. So, um, you know, that was, a, that was a good one for us. Um, same today. Is that the only, thanks, Bob. <laughs> thanks. Um, well, right? Jeez. Fortunately, uh, if you look at the metrics, I think we had the fastest car. So, um, you know, we, we did have that over them, at least, where we had the fastest car. So um, it was just a matter of being in the right position at the right time. I could have beat him yesterday, but... Kyle Larson didn't push me far enough into turn one, and um, I think the 12 pushed the 48 farther, and that's how he got slid up in front of me. So, um, 
It's racing. Racing's racing. I'm back here to Dan. Dan Gelson, AP. Uh, Kyle, when you have a crew member in your car with you, do you ever think it's a lost cause? And, and do you guys talk at all? Or was he just going to work in there? Uh, he was going to work. I was leaving him alone. And then they said, all right, Nate, get out. And I says, wait, you don't want to go with me? <laughs> and uh, that made him get out a lot faster. So um, fortunately, he was uh, he's not a small guy, but um, he, he got he did a good job in what he needed to do. We couldn't get it done. So I guess he didn't do a good job, but he did fine. Uh, he got the boot cut out of the way and, and tried to get the thing unstuck. But man, it was had to have been internal. Obviously, if the shifter mechanism wouldn't wouldn't come unstuck, it had to be something inside. So uh, we'll we'll take that back and look at it. Up here to Chris Knight. Chris Knight, catchchance.com. Kyle, were you worried when Danny ran out of fuel? What, what? Were you worried when Denny ran out of fuel? <clears throat> no, because so uh, he ran. We knew he was a lap, lap and a half worse than us, and so when he ran out, or I don't, did he run out? When did he run out? Did he, he say? Like two to go, right? Like, yeah, yeah, coming to white flag. Well, I know he ran. I know he came to pit yeah, coming yeah. to the white, but I don't know where he ran out at. Um, so, anyways, I saw him come off of three, turn three lower, uh, when I got to his outside, uh, and that was him peeling off. So. Uh, when he peeled off, I was like, okay, well, if I can make it at least one more lap to this point and I still have four seconds behind me, I think I can make it to the line before they catch me. So I, I felt pretty good at that point. And how do you feel about going to Road America next weekend? Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I went up there this last week and um, got some practice laps, never seeing the place, and, and ran around there in some sports car type stuff and got some good seat time. And then, um, you know, hopefully all that kind of pays to what, uh, what an Xfinity car will be like and what a cup car will be like, and I can be good. All right, we'll Anything for Coy? No. Anybody? Anything else for Coy? I already paid them off. We'll let we'll let Coy go then. Please. We will. Yeah. That's, <laughs> thank you, Kyle. No, no problem. He's he's bored. <laughs> he's got a he's got a plane to catch. Don't keep the old man here longer than you have to. Yeah. Okay. For Coy? No. Okay. Yeah. Go. Go ahead. You're welcome. Uh, just as far as sponsorship goes for for Ty, obviously uh, still a blank car right now. What what's that situation like? And um, do you, is that more of a just waiting to see, get offers for what he what he's proving his worth right now, or is that something? Or are you, what's what's the situation there? I was hoping Kyle would step up, but that hasn't happened. <laughs> no, it, it was it's awkward. Guys. Yeah, it's awkward when you have a, a limited schedule. Um, and you don't know how he's going to do, so you're not pushing it real hard. Um, so, it, it, you know, it, you, you miss the budgets, you miss all the dates. So it'd be something we're, we're pushing pretty hard next year on. Hopefully we can get some money on him. Well, fortunately, he's not like his dad. He's got great hair. So yeah. I think they should go sp sell they sport should. clips for have, him, and that a, could be a full-time deal. Bit. a little bit. Yeah, see? I know how to do this. But I'm not upper management, so I don't get to make yeah. those calls. I think he does have I think they took one. There you go. See? Yeah. I'm not the only one that thought of it. Kyle's on What else? All right. Any other questions for Coy before we let him go? No. Okay. Go ahead right here. <laughs> Coy Shane at the WBGR Sports. So for t Ty coming in second and just falling just a little bit short, do you feel like his confidence is shaken or do you feel like his confidence has gone, has gone up a little bit uh, considering, you know, he, he came in second? I think when you're – and I drove and I was terrible, so I had no confidence ever. But I think you get to a point as a driver where you know you're good enough 
and then it just becomes, hey, do we have do we have the right setup? Do we have the right equipment? And you know, I think he's kind of getting to that point where um, he slipped up once and let Cedric by, and that probably was it, honestly. Um, so he can go back. I don't, I don't think he stresses out about it like he used to when he was younger. Maybe. Like three months ago? <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right. Well, Coy, thank you so much for taking some time with us. Kyle, we're going to have you stick around for a little bit, and we'll go to Zach. Okay, bye. Zach Atanz, ready, Um Just piggybacking off Chris from earlier, uh, you were catching the 11 pretty quick there before he ran out of fuel. Looked like it was going to be a heads-up fight between you guys before he ran out. Were you confident that you were going to be able to get that pass done? Like, where do you think that was going to go out? Yeah, I was. Uh, we were really close. We were kind of mirroring each other. I could gain on him in turn two and kind of stay equal to him in, in three, and then he would get a little bit on me getting into turn one. Excuse me. Just because uh, I felt like I was trying to still save a little bit being behind him, so I would kind of let him throw it off in there. And he would really push off a turn, a turn one. Um, so I felt like he was going to burn his front tires up, you know, with the remaining laps left. So hopefully I could get, get by him, get a chance to get by him. And um, when we went down from two to three, coming to the white, we went from two to three. And I had a run on him off of two and was looking low. And then he blocked low. And then I went back high. And he really didn't come back to block up high. I, I threw it in on his outside and was like, all right, this is it, but I'm going to take it. And then um, they, he was coming to pit road. So um, I don't know if he just positioned himself low. So then I didn't block his opportunity to get to pit road, you know. So that, that might have been what went down there. So he was already out. Um, so I had no idea that was going down. But um, overall, just once I got my, my quarter panel, my front fender to his quarter panel, that's kind of when I knew that I had him. And having just Brexton and Samantha here, I know that was something tough last year that a lot of drivers weren't able to uh, really appreciate or just have. So having them here for, for a win, you know, in 2021, how does that really add to the celebration with not just you and your team, but, you know, the families here? No, it's cool because, you know, we get the opportunity to spend weekends together for a little bit. And obviously, um, you know, Brex is kind of on his own racing career, if you will, a little bit, doing some go-kart stuff all the time. And this was an off weekend for him, but we still found some stuff for him to do. Uh, and we we're up till midnight on Friday night, up till 1 o'clock in the morning yesterday driving home. So we, we, uh, we were giving it our full effort that we could, and, and he did a good job. So he had fun, and all, the, all these kids at the racetrack, you know, they, they have a good time with one another and play with one another, race against one each, each other. So it's fun to, to see that. Um, I never really had that as a kid growing up. And, um, yeah, so just having the families back, though, is, is good. Earlier today, some of the M&M's family was here, and, and we hung out with those guys and um, their kids and stuff. So Brexton got to hang out with They're all the same age, so they got to hang out, which was fun. All right, we'll head back here and then up to Scott and Jim. Keith Greller from the Allentown Morning Call. Just a two-parter. One would be just your overall impression of the double-header concept, especially here at Pocono. The second part would be, since I'm from uh, Tony Hirschman's hometown paper, if you can... Give me something on Tony and, and his role and with you and, and, and especially today's victory. Yeah, so um, doubleheaders. Um, my personal opinion, um, with as much as the schedule's kind of changed over the last couple of years and, and what all's been going on uh, with different racetracks and such and fans' reception to coming and supporting some of those racetracks, we don't need to go to any racetrack more than once. You know what I mean? Spread the wealth. That's my opinion. 
Um, I like how we're able to, to take a date from Dover, go to Nashville. You know, uh, I'm going, I don't know why we don't go to Chicago still. And we go to Atlanta twice. That was dumb. Um, I don't know why we don't go to Kentucky. You know, apparently that governor's pretty pissed off. That wasn't a smart move. Um, so just, you know, going to these places, you still want to be able to spread the wealth around a little bit. And some of these places, I mean, Kentucky, I, I can see where the fans might be a little upset about Kentucky is the, the traffic situation. Um, the first year was really bad, but you know, as it fizzles out and everybody figures it out, it'll get, it'll get better over time. Texas, I don't know how many guys were at Texas for the first few at Texas, right? I mean, that thing was horrendous. I'm sure Dustin was there. Um, you know, so it was, um, quite interesting. Just the horror stories. I wasn't there, but the horror stories you heard about it. Um, so anyway, that's my, my opinion. Like we should just go to every place once, find a couple more places that we can go to and, um, and spread the wealth. Um, second question was about Hirschman. Yeah, he's terrible. He sucks. Um, I don't know how he's made it this long. You know, every September time frame, he always texts me and says, Hey man, are we still good for next year? And I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? Are you quitting? And he's like, no, I thought you were going to fire me. And I'm like, well, I was close. Um, but, uh, no, he's, he's done a great job. Hirschman and I, we've, we've uh, come to understand each other. And, you know, when I have my bad days, he, 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 doesn't take, he takes it with a grain of salt. He lets it roll off the back, you know. So um, that, that's always good when you can have guys like that that don't, uh, don't take it personal or anything. But he does a good job. You know, I, I like Tony. Tony's a racer. His dad's a racer. Uh, his brother. Uh, Matt is obviously one of the superstars in the modified ranks and just kicks everybody's butt every time they go somewhere. So it's cool to see those guys still be uh, successful all, all the time. I think they raced last night. How do you do? Do you know? Matt didn't do good? All right, well, I take that back. Um, <laughs> more times than not, he's winning. So it's fun to watch those guys. But, you know, Tony's a uh, good help and a good resource, a good guy to lean on, and um, probably is one of the reasons why I lost here on uh, – uh, yesterday in the truck race, he spotted for John Hunter, so that pissed me off. All right, we'll head up here to Scott. Scott Walsh from the uh, Scranton Times Tribune. Kyle, when, when the transmission is, are you, do you have to do anything in the car, hold it in place, drive it one hand? Can you kind of maybe just describe that process a little bit with uh, what, what you have to do when you've got a, a, bad a bad shifter like that? So the first thing that happened was I was just rolling around under yellow, and uh, scrubbing my tires, getting ready for the restart, and it popped out of gear. And I was like, okay, well, that's weird. So, you know, I, I put it in third. Third was fine. I put it in second. Second was fine. Put it back in third. Third was fine. Put it back in fourth. And um, it popped out again. So I was like, well, damn. I don't know if I'm going to be able to run around here the rest of the day and hold this thing in. Like, it took some brute force to hold that thing back to hold it in. So when we took the green on the restart, everything was fine. Shifting gears, getting it into fourth was fine. And then, um, you know, I'm holding it down the back stretch, getting into turn two, and chaos ensued, and I got loose. And I don't remember what all happened in that, in that moment exactly. Um, but I came off of two, and I'm like, I can't do this. i got to let go. So I let go of the shifter and started making laps, and everything was fine. It stayed in gear. And then it comes to the point of the next caution comes out, and I go to hit the shifter just to see what – what's wrong or what's going on with it and it is stuck like it's welded in fourth gear it it will not wiggle it won't move nothing and so i was like okay well that's you know they were like okay we'll come down pit road and i'm like yeah what pit road speed we don't have pit road speed for fourth gear you know so i was like what do you want i don't have lights i got nothing and so they were like all right get just do 2500 and i'm like i don't even have a readout that says 2500 
You know, I had this little, uh, there's a bar graph basically, and it just floats with a green light on how much RPM you have. So I just watched that as close as I could and tried not to speed. Larson was pushing me. He was behind me on that, on that one. Uh, so I was holding him up a little bit, but I didn't want to speed. And um, just that was it the rest of the day. It just, I, it was locked in. So I guess it was better. That, I don't know if it was better that it was locked in than me having to hold it, but maybe it was. So I don't know. And, and in a weird way, the transmission, could you say the transmission problem won you the race because you, you were on the pit road a little extra time to get uh, top the fuel tank tops off? Kind of weird how one problem yep. led, to, led to victory? No, absolutely. Yeah, we would, never, we would never have been in that position if we didn't have the trans stuck. And, and uh, you know, when we came down for the green flag stop and I tried to exit pit road, it was really luggy, obviously. I lost tons of time doing that. Um, and then when we came down that last time to top off, that was it. Like, that was the clutch was gone when I left. It was smoking. It was burned up. There was no more left in that. So um, we got all we could get out of it, you know, with um, with with everything that was going on right there. But you're right. Yeah, it, it put us in the perfect spot to that we were topped off because we were like, look, we just put as much gas in it as we can, pack that thing full, and we're going to run it out the rest of the day. I mean, even if there was another caution that came out, we weren't going to come down pit road, you know, but we were just going to have to see what, um, what ensued. Uh, Jim Utter? JimUtterMotorsport.com. You mentioned earlier in the race before your shifter issues on your radio and then mentioned it in Victory Lane about how fast you thought your car was today. Do you feel like you guys have made a lot of progress over the last several weeks? No, like I said earlier, this is just a really good place for us. And so we have got a great baseline here. So this is a track where we can come here and feel good about our setup, our baseline, and everything we got and be quick. Um, I don't know that the Hendrick guys can say the same thing like that. Uh, they haven't been fast here in a while. Um, obviously, they were better. They were faster this time around. Um, but um, this this was a good chance for us to stack up as good as we can be and as good as they are and see what happened. And we were we were right on par with them on a 10 out of 10 scale. If, if they're a 10 fast, we were a 9.95, you know, or we might have been a 10 and they were a 9.95 just – it was really, really close. Yeah, it, it it tells you you better be better at hitting your setups everywhere else you go. You know what I mean? So uh, we still had a little bit of an issue this week uh, that I kind of feel like we always have. It's just we don't – I don't know how to say this without giving it all away. Um, we don't use all four tires as good as we should, and – Danny and I have talked about that for a couple of years and, and kind of complained about that. And uh, I feel like the Hendrick guys have have always had the mechanical grip, but now they've they've also gotten the aero grip, the engine, mechanical. They've got it all. They've got all three parts. And I feel like we're still just a, a tick off on the mechanical. Uh, Dustin Long. Uh, Dustin Long, NBC Sports. A couple questions. Kyle, uh, in a sport where t uh, 10 days can seem like a long period of time, it had been nearly 50 days since anybody other than Hendrick had, had won. What does it mean to, you know, with, with, with as much as everybody puts into the sport to kind of get some sort of, you know, validation in a period like this where one team's dominating? What does it mean to, to get something, to have a day like today? Well, I mean, we won. We, we got the victory. It was a fuel mileage race. Granted, I felt like we were fast, but we won it because of a fuel mileage situation with our transmission being what it was. Um, but I have no idea what the, the front of the race looked like, you know, after we took that final green flag, you know. So um, was it the 24 car that was out front leading the thing? I mean, who was it? Yeah. So 
it was a, it was a Hendrick car that was gonna win, right? Or looked poised to have victory without being short on fuel. So uh, I don't know that we necessarily um, outdid them anyhow. We just were a little better situation than they were. Nobody's gonna think the race is gonna go green to the end and come and top off their tanks with one to go unless you're in the back. You know what I mean? You're not gonna give up that track position. So um, that's just how it played out. Also, uh, today, Bubba Walls finished fifth. First top ten finish for that, that organization. I don't know. How, I think what he's in the meetings with you guys, so I don't know how much you talk with him, but he's a guy that certainly we've seen his confidence go up and down at times. You know, what do you think a, a finish like this to get a top five, first top ten for him and for that team, what that means today for them? Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, anytime you're able to run good and have, have strong finishes, finish up front like that, that that's going to build your confidence a little bit, tell you that you can do it. It, like I said before, though, it's just a matter of getting closer and having – I would you can't always have a perfect race car, but getting closer to that, you know, 10 out of 10 type race car that you can have at the racetrack, that, that's what's going to give you success and that's what's going to put you in those positions. So when we talk, yes, he's in our meetings. Um, he's in there all the time. And when we talk and stuff, I mean, especially earlier in the season when they didn't have much communication yet started, um, you know, he would, he would say, look, I had a 4 out of 10 car today. I had a six out of ten car today, seven, whatever it might have been. So I bet you we get in the meeting tomorrow and he's he's going to talk highly on his car. So that's going to be a, a step in the right direction for that bunch for sure. All right, and we'll head to Kyle as our final question for Kyle. Kyle, uh, can you talk a little bit about Tony Hirschman's uh, role with Kyle Busch Motorsports? I know he's, he's you know he spotted for you in the Cup Series, but what has he brought for you for your organization for the younger drivers that are up and coming? I um, mean, he's just a good, um, a good teacher, uh, a good um, driver spotter, if you will. Some of these young guys that, that are coming up through, they don't know no better, you know. So having a spotter up top that has that experience, that has that, 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 know, that information, that know-with-all to be able to tell them uh, block the run that's on the bottom or get in front of the guy up top or pass this guy around the outside or whatever it might be. Like sometimes a spotter has to drive the – truck car whatever it might be so tony does a good job of that uh he lets you know a lot about what's going on behind you because there's a lot that has to do behind you that helps you go forward these days so um it's just the way the the engine packages are and stuff like that so um you know you're you're almost looking as much out your rear glass as you are your front glass to to make speed these days so um with all that being said though no tony's a, a good one and i've had him for a long time i feel like when i got him he was um he was pretty good like Pretty, pretty well versed, but I feel like him and I, we've definitely built uh, a relationship over time that's also transferred over to some of the other guys that, that he gets to run with. And, you know, last year, he's always on the full-time uh, truck of ours on the cup, on the truck side at KBM. So, like this year, he's with John Hunter. Um, I don't remember who he was with last year. He wasn't, was he with Chandler? I don't remember. He was with William when William was really good. He was with Christopher when Christopher was good. So, um, you know, he's, he's kind of always that, uh, that go-to guy, our number one spotter guy for KBM. All right, Kyle. Well, congratulations on the victory. Right on. This is WFO Radio. Bye, bye, bye. 
Subscribe to WFO Radio on iTunes. Never miss a show. And don't forget to write a review. WFO.